Good afternoon, everybody. Give thanks that we can be here to work Kevin to worship our triumphant God. Lord, we welcome all guests, those in person and those on live stream, joining us today at the at our church. Um, we have the following announcements. There's a coffee social tonight, this afternoon after the worship service, hosted by Ward 5. Coffee, tea, and juice will be served. We'll take the time to commune with one another. Uh, Drop-in soccer has been canceled tonight due to inclement weather. And this afternoon's worship service will be led by our pastor, Reverend Julius Vince Bronson. In our preparation for worship, we praise our God with the singing of one of the songs sent to the churches for testing, Psalm 103, 1, 6, and 8. and lift up our hearts to the Lord. And we begin this worship service by together confessing our dependence on the Lord. Our, our help, help is the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Amen. Grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead, and the ruler of kings on earth. Amen. We'll now sing together Psalm 2, stanzas 3 and 4. The message this afternoon has to do with 
our Savior, the second person of the Trinity, who's called the Son of God in Psalm 2. He's named as that Son, the Anointed King. Psalm 2, stanzas 3 and 4. After that, please remain standing so that we can also profess our faith together while standing. Church of all ages and all places in the world, let us profess our Christian undoubted faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed. Let everyone say with me, I believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, Suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he arose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit. 
I believe the holy Catholic Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We'll sing in response in seven stanzas one and two. Father in heaven, we pray that your name may be hallowed in all the earth, in our own hearts, in our worship this afternoon. We may recognize your holiness, rejoice in your love. We ask, O oh Lord, that as we turn to your holy word and hear also, what you have revealed to us about yourself and about who we are, we may humble ourselves before your word. We may receive it with thankfulness, that it may also be proclaimed with boldness and clarity this afternoon, and that in this way, O oh Lord, you, may, you will continue to lead us by your Holy Spirit in our redeemed life. We thank you for the joy that you give to us and the comfort that we may experience in all the different situations of our lives. Lord, we come here from many different backgrounds and many different situations. You know what it is like in each one of our homes, what we have come from and what's on our minds, what concerns us, what we are celebrating, we, what we are anticipating. Father, we thank you that in the midst of our regular life, we may take this day to rest and to reflect and to worship together, to hear your word proclaimed, to be comforted and encouraged by your love for us. And we ask, Father, that also you will continue to, to build us up this afternoon. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll now read together uh, several passages uh, of the New Testament related to our confession. The second person of the Trinity is called God's only begotten Son, our Lord. And the first passage we'll read is 
Uh, John chapter 5, verses 18 to 24. The equality of the Son with the Father is clearly defined and explained in this passage. John 5, starting at verse 18, is found on page 890 in the Pew Bible. Hear the word of the Lord. This was why the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because not only was he breaking the Sabbath, but he was even calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, that the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. And greater works than these will he show him so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom he will. The Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son, that all may honor the Son just as they honor the Father." Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed from death to life. And we'll turn a little further in the same gospel, John chapter 17, starting at verse 20. It's on page 900 and. Three in the Pew Bible, just below the midway point of the right-hand column. John 17, starting at verse 20. This is, uh, you can see the title, The High Priestly Prayer. The Lord Jesus' words, I do not ask for these only, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me, and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one even as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may become perfectly one, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, even though the world does not know you, I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made known to them your name, and I will continue to make it known that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. For the reading of John, and then we'll also read some verses from the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 2, it's page 1001. You can see the beginning of chapter 1 speaks of the second person of the Trinity, the Son, who is superior to the angels. In Hebrews 2, 
starting at verse 10 to the end of the chapter. Sorry, it's page 1002. For it was fitting that he, for whom and by whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, should make the founder of their salvation perfect through suffering. For he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one source. That is why he is not ashamed to call them brothers, saying, I will tell of your name to my brothers. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and the children God has given me. Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and deliver all those who through fear of death were subject to lifelong slavery. For surely it is not angels that he helps, but he helps the offspring of Abraham. Therefore he had to be made like his brothers in every respect, so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. The Lord bless the reading of his word to our lives. We'll now sing together a psalm that's quoted in Hebrews chapter 2, where the Lord calls his church his brothers. And we'll sing that in Psalm 22. And we'll sing stanzas 8 and 10.
afternoon I preach you the Word of God as it is summarized and confessed by the church in the Heidelberg Catechism, the Apostles' Creed, and then as that Apostles', Apostles Creed is explained by the church in Heidelberg Catechism, Lord's Day 13. I'd like to read along confession. It's on page 528 in the book of praise. And the church confesses the question, why is he called God's only begotten son, since we also are children of God? And the answer, because Christ alone is the eternal, natural son of God. We, however, are children of God by adoption through grace for Christ's sake. Why do you call him our Lord? The answer, because he has ransomed us body and soul from all our sins, not with silver or gold, but with his precious blood, and has freed us from all the power of the devil to make us his own possession. Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, summers and family reunions seem to go together here in North America. We enjoy getting together with our families because of our lifelong connection to one another. It's a comfortable environment because we are well known. We are accepted by everyone who's there, whether we're especially chosen to be in the family by adoption or we're born into the family. There's no doubt in anyone's mind at a family reunion that we belong there. We feel our responsibility to support and protect and encourage one another and we rejoice in that calling. And the Bible often compares the church to a family. We are all reborn by the power of the same spirit. We are united to one another by our common faith and we share in the responsibilities and fellowship with one another. The children of believers receive the sign of belonging to God's covenant people, and they're taught about the promises and the obligation of this family, church, right from birth. When we meet together as Christians, there's an immediate feeling of comfortable familiarity, because we know that we are hanging out with fellow sinners who know about the grace of God to them in Jesus Christ, and that we're on our way through trials to life everlasting, we get to spend eternity with one another. And the church of brothers and sisters has a very close bond with the triune God, for he created us to live in fellowship with him. And as such, the relationship between God and his church is not to be compared to, to a God who's out there, kind of like a, a king living with his family, Far, far apart from all the other families in his kingdom who never really intermingle. You can see that we sang that also in, in hymn 7 about how he's the king who uh, bought us and made us kings with him to reign. It's like our king is it's not one who lives separate from us, but he's one who, who brings us in to reign with him, to be princes and princesses. He has become our Heavenly Father in Jesus Christ. And the Gospel message is whoever believes in Jesus Christ does not just have the Son as Lord, but we also have Him as a brother, a 
preach you this gospel.